listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast Network's coverage of the NACDS Total Store Expo 2023, recording live from San Diego with innovators in national and microchain pharmacy. We want to thank NasoCleanse and Order in Sight for sponsoring the post-show coverage of the conference this year. And now, here's part two of our three-part series with our host, CEO and founder of the PPN, Todd Yuri with our first interview of this special series featuring the nasal cleansing solutions from NasoCleanse. NACDS 2023 Total Store Expo, so excited to be back. Um, I just love coming to a conference that's really placing innovation ahead of everything and how that's going to impact uh, patients and what uh, that means for pharmacists and the expansion role of pharmacists. So when we have partners that assist us in getting here and also distributing our content, that's important to us. We want to give a shout out to NasoCleanse and the team that reached out to um, Rachel. Shout out to Rachel. Thanks for putting this together. Um, I want to say hello to uh, Dr. Gail Lebovic and um, Dr. Dana Gordon. Thank you so much for being part of the post show. Thank you for being here. We can't wait to uh, get into NasoCleanse, but introduce both of yourselves. We'll start with you, Gail. Thank you, Todd, for having us. Um, I'm a surgeon by training. I trained at Stanford, spent most of my time in general surgery, specifically in breast cancer surgery and breast reconstruction. I also had many years at 25 going on 25 although I don't want to admit that it's going fast yeah Uh, 25 years in the medical device development space so I'm a serial entrepreneur I've developed uh, this is my ninth company and uh, it's a lot of fun to be here at NACDS it's completely different than being in just the medical space Mm -hmm. and I think the far-reaching impact that NACDS has to get us in front of patients and to help us improve lives is extremely exciting to me. So thank you for having us, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Dana, welcome. Sure. So I'm an independent pharmacy owner. I'm a PharmD, doctor of pharmacy. I own a community drugstore in Monterey County. Um, I've owned the pharmacy for about 32 years, and uh, we serve our local community. Although I am licensed in multiple states, that's the heart of our business. Um, and uh, I'm happy to be here, too. And uh, being part of the nasal cleanse uh, company and community. So I don't, you know, we don't want to capitalize on timing, especially when it comes out of such a horrible time that we all experienced through COVID-19, but I'm a half glass full kind of guy. I've always been. So now community pharmacies that are moving into clinical driven um, testing, point of care testing, empowering the consumer from the community pharmacy, Dana, I'm going to start with you as a community pharmacy owner. How do you empower your community, letting them know what nasal cleanse can do for them to kind of be preemptive and staying ahead of that cold season? Because it's it's back to school season right now. Um, yeah, I completely agree with you. Uh, the interesting thing about uh, nasal cleanse, I, first of all, I was introduced to Dr. Lobovic through a local ENT uh, who had mentioned that uh, Dr. Lobovic had created a, uh, an innovative product and wanted me to take a look at it. And I did, and uh, of course I said, well, maybe I'll stock this product mm-hmm. and see what happens. And uh, sure enough, we put it in the uh, 
you know, the, the, the nasal space where the cough and cold and allergy sections are and all the other products similar to that. And I'll be darned, it has sold like hotcakes. It sells itself. It's an interesting uh, device. Um, and so uh, how does the word get out? I think the word gets out through either word of mouth, there is uh, local advertising going on, but it really does sell itself. I think people look at it, uh, they're familiar with the other products that are out there, but when they see this, they say, my goodness, this is, this is really interesting. And once they use it, they absolutely come back. And it's probably my top selling uh, OTC currently on our shelves. Gail, tell us, why did you make this transition? Something had to happen that influenced you and, and said, wow, here's an opportunity for me to really impact a lot of people's lives. Yeah, no question. So, uh, as I mentioned, I was in medical device development, and our markets are pretty small. Even when we did something innovative for breast cancer, you know, there's only 300,000 roughly cases a year. So we can make a big difference, but not like in the consumer space. Yep. And once we had sold our last company, um, I had been thinking about the nasal space and how dirty the nose mm. actually is, mm -hmm. you know? I had been thinking about that for many years. And I finally had the time to develop something that was different. You know, there are sprays out there, there's nasal rinses, most of them are saline, or which can be drying actually to the delicate tissues in your nose. Some of them are betadine, which also is great for a one-time use, but you can't use that like a toothbrush and mm -hmm. you know, on a daily basis for personal hygiene. And some of them are alcohol. Again, effective in killing germs, but drying. So I wanted to create something actually for the nose. And we have an applicator, it's a little kit, and it, the applicator is anatomically designed. You know, it's very special, actually. It's medical grade elastomer on a paper stick. There's no glue, there's no latex, there's no none of that. Mm -hmm. And uh, we have a proprietary gel that has an active ingredient. It's 0.13% benzalkonium chloride. So it's very effective in killing germs and also very effective with allergens. It gets the debris and the mm -hmm. crusty stuff out of your nose. And it moisturizes because that's an important function that our nose does. It, you know, we breathe in about 7,000 liters of air a day. Yep. And that goes into our lungs. Our lungs are responsible for oxygen exchange, which is vital. Yeah. So we want that air to be clean and moist. And that was our objective in developing nasal cleanse. You know, one of the challenges that I see, not so much in community, independent community pharmacy per se, because Lots of those pharmacy owners know their clients so well. Sometimes it's third, fourth generation clients that just know the pharmacist. I'm thinking of the microchain, the Publix, the Giant Eagles, the, the, the community pharmacies that are embedded in other ways other than our, our independence. In slowing people down to really educate them about this so they understand what is on the shelf in comparison to another product, which is exactly what I was thinking of, Gail, when you were talking. So Dana, as a pharmacy owner, how are you injecting this into communications with your patient and how can you shout out to some of our microchain um, pharmacy owners out there to say, here's how to really get this in the hands of our, of our people and patients because we know it's going to be in their best interest. Yeah, so first and foremost, I'm a pharmacist, and, you know, obviously pharmacists exist in all kinds of practices, including, I guess you'd call it the microchains and the chain drugstores. Uh, one thing about us pharmacists is we're uh, available mm -hmm. and we're approachable. 
yep. and it's cost effective. And so I have to be honest, uh, this is a new product in a space that's been around for a while. I, I had to become familiar with it. Once I did, I realized uh, that this is something that we can communicate to our patients uh, to encourage compliance. That's the most important thing. You know, in pharmacy, how do you take your medicine? What are your side effects? But the most important thing is you need to take your medicine. Um, in this particular case, this fulfills a lot of roles in the nasal hygiene space. Excellent, excellent. So let's talk about, Miguel, I'm going to shift back to you because of, of someone that actually designed this from the ground up. Talk about the age ranges. Um, at what point do we start saying, hey, I, every time I get sick, I have four daughters. Every time I get sick, it's because Lola, who's 11, brings it back into the house because she just has been exposed to 120 fifth graders or sixth graders. So what's talk to us about where we can start kind of talking to the parents and even our pediatric pharmacists and things like that. Where do we start this? Sure. It's interesting, whenever you develop something that's new, different from everything else, you try to predict, like, what's your first market? What's your low-hanging fruit? And so we started with CPAP users, which is an older age group, as you might imagine, mm -hmm. but it was very successful. It helped them moisturize their nose, again, clean the nose before they put their CPAP on, made it more comfortable okay. through the night. So that's where we started, but we quickly learned, and there was a pull on the consumer side with allergy patients. It's very effective in allergy patients and reducing symptoms. So a study was actually done in both CPAP and allergy patients. And we are now, um, from that experience in the field, people started using it on their kids for the same reason you just mentioned, because the kids go to school, they're exposed to a lot of stuff, and they bring it home. Yep. So it's kind of a family tool, tool yeah. honestly. And we do have a home kit where they can just hand out the applicators to the kids and everybody can have their own little applicator. But um, realistically, it fits in the child's nose, you know. Um, we are coming out this coming year with a mini for even younger kids. Okay. Down to the age of 12, it's easy to use. Okay. Um, and so generally, we come into the home through the parents you know, through an allergy sufferer yep. or a CPAP user, and then the family winds up using it when they're traveling and obviously for back to school. I also think parts of the nation, uh, Dana, your pharmacy is in a specific sector, but now I'm thinking of other parts of our nation where air quality is not as good as other places. I live in Brownsville, Pennsylvania, which is in Fayette County, gorgeous God's country, you know, very rural. Our air quality is always pristine. It's amazing. But uh, it's not the case for, what, 330 million Americans throughout the country, places like New York City, Chicago, Miami. Talk to us about where we see um, the acceleration of this product kind of being gobbled up. Is it is it more of the bigger populations, or is it hit or miss in, in community pharmacy land? Well, in... In my practice, and I assume in, in, in most other practices, well, first of all, this is in the hygiene category. You know, we're mm -hmm. talking about treatment and prevention. Um, you know, it's something that I uh, recommend to my patients to be used on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. um, more like washing your hands or brushing your teeth. Yep. You know, the nose is a dirty place. It, it, it has a function of, of uh, limiting and filtering uh, things that we don't see. Right. Whether you're in a place where there's 
fires, and we have to deal with that in this. Uh, those seem to be more abundant. Um, obviously, pollens and allergens and all kinds of particulate matter. But what about the things that you don't see? And, uh, you know, it, it, to me, it's just it's something that we should all be doing. And why we haven't been, you know, I'm, I, I wonder about that. <laughs> we brush our teeth. We wash our hands. Why don't we clean our nose? Right. That's a good point. I start thinking, Gail, of um, our electricians, our uh, coal miners, our, our people that are in specific um, uh, workforces that need this probably even more so because of what they're being subjected to and how we reach out to one of the largest coal unions and say, my goodness, you know, be proactive in helping your... But talk to me about that, Gail, of what you've seen over the time that this is out. Of, of, of making it more of a professional specific product. I'm really glad you actually brought that up because when we started with this product, as is typical, we were going into the clinical space and then COVID hit. Mm -hmm. So we weren't able actually to get into the clinical space, but the obvious is healthcare workers, yep. right? Oh, because, exactly. Because <laughs> we're exposed all the time. And uh, at least 40% of healthcare workers carry pathogenic bacteria in their nose. Jeez. And you can spread it from patient to patient. You know, you've got the nurses, the janitors, the people cleaning up the rooms. And so that is what led us to think about occupational health and safety mm -hmm. as a large category. Um, and then we just actually went to a large conference on occupational health and safety in uh, Phoenix. We had an overwhelming reception. First responders, firefighters. <laughs> yeah. Firefighters actually have a decontamination protocol for their equipment, but they're not, not their cleaning nose. their nose. And Jeez. you know, they're inhaling ash and all sorts of things. So we're working with a number of groups in industrial hygiene to try and determine protocols for people who are at high exposure of volatile organic compounds, people who make tires, people who are painting, people right. who are removing asbestos. So the nose has been ignored or overlooked, we'll say, yeah. as a point of entry into a very important part of our body, which is the lungs. The nose is the gateway to the lungs. Uh, Bruce Nealon is the host of Pharmacy Crossroads. He's had you on you know, his show. We were so excited. That's how we kind of were introduced to you. Makes me think of you, Dana, as, as a pharmacy owner. Talk to me about launching a program that a community pharmacy can use this as a marketing tool out to their communities, not only as education, but another way to bring people into their, um, their stores to, to do more engagement and more talking with their patients. Well, one of the things that we do do, we are very active in the community uh, with the vaccinations. Uh, you know, we're a hybrid pharmacy, so we're in healthcare facilities. So I think the best way we can introduce this is to practice what we preach. So we actually use it. My staff, the pharmacists that are out in the field, use it. And people look at that and they're really not sure what it is at first and they ask questions and before you know it, they're uh, you know purchasing it. Mm -hmm. um, one thing I wanted to say, I'm thinking about, and I'm at this conference, I've not been to this conference before, this is an absolute must. You were in a uh, super spreading type of environment. You <laughs> got go. concerts, you got airplanes and airports That's and all right. kinds of stuff. So, you know, we could sit here and talk about this, and the ideas are just going to be flying everywhere about why it's important to do something like this. I am going to the NasoCleanse booth as we speak. <laughs> um, I'm going to be doing my, um, my 
cleansing, my very first one there. We're going to actually tape it for uh, social media. Listen to me say the word tape it. It makes me sound old, but I am. I'm getting old. But um, that's exciting that we have you here, that you're actually able to engage with um, people that are buying large you know, quantities of something. But I think the education has to go along with that to let the public know what this is. Because like you said, it could become confusing if you go to the section of your pharmacy where you have a bunch of other product products to really un- help them understand this is a opportunity for you to take care of your nasal pathway that we've never done before. We've never had this kind of attention. Absolutely. And uh, I second what Dana said. I mean, this is our first time here at NACDS and it's amazing. I mean, we went to meet the market yesterday. Mm-hmm. And number one, it's the easiest way to get your 15,000 steps in during the day, <laughs> other than this, this hall here, which is even worse. But we, throughout the day, felt like we were <laughs> at a super spreader event. Mm-hmm. So we were running to the bathroom, nasal cleansing, you know, on, on the brakes and stuff like that, which actually is part of what we designed into the product so that you can put it in your purse. Mm-hmm. You can do it on a plane. You can do it wherever. You can't do that with a nasal wrench. So, um, yeah, we're super excited to have you try it. I'm super excited that we are introduced to you because we have over 100,000 listeners per month. They're going to get exposure to this product to allow them to know where the setting is. I immediately think of us bringing in some long-term care uh, pharmacy specialists and thinking, how are our seniors, you know, how is their breathing, how are their environments, what are the allergens, you know, how does this actually help? Then I think of specialty, where we have respiratory people that are, are on special rep- respiratory treatments. Then, of course, I always come back to community because I think community retail, our microchains, and then, of course, our independents, our conduits of education, and then this product going through. Um, so what... What's the timing of this for, for a, a farm? I mean, it's August, for goodness sake, so back to school is already happening. How do you encourage as a pharmacy owner, Dana, to, to get this information in bag stuffers? Or wh- how are you doing it in your pharmacy to get, let, let more of your community know that it's available? Well, we've absolutely uh, utilized and continue to utilize bag stuffers and flyers. Um, I'm kind of old school, so the, the, the social media part of it, I hire people to do that. Uh, we're starting to launch more of that. Like I said, it's been selling itself, but your question is, how do we get this information right. out there? Uh, we had an open house uh, last week, I believe it was. Um, uh, uh, Dr. Lebovic and her team have gone into uh, the, the providers that are currently selling it and trying to communicate that way, not much unlike what we're doing here. Um, lots of ways we're doing it. Just to follow up on on, on that, some of our other pharmacies uh, send email blasts, which we are happy to support. We yep. also are working with the Hammaker Resource Group, and they actually just ranked us as the number one most notable product for 2023. That's awesome. Thank you across all categories. So we were super excited about that. And uh, email blasts, I think people... We, we typically will do a, a short video clip, and we love education, so we are supporting our retailers with all sorts of marketing uh, tools, as most of them geared towards educating the pharmacists on not only how to sell it, but what the product is. Yep. I think one of the things Dana has done really well is we have little displays, mm-hmm. so they they go in a uh, like at the point of sale in the pharmacy. Excellent. 
and they're right there. People ask questions and Dana? So, uh, excellent support team that I have with the nasal cleanse people. Uh, they have uh, advertised, they have communicated, they have uh, the social media side of it, they have um, lots of uh, different venues of getting the information across. Um, so that all helps, definitely. We also are on the verge of our commercial launch with Ocean Bridge Media. Mm. based here in Los Angeles and we're speaking with little big brands and so uh, this meeting has helped us actually get exposure to all the right people and you I mean mm -hmm. thank you <laughs> yeah, thank you thank you for hosting us and providing this type of an educational service to absolutely. all of the independents out there absolutely I feel like we've always been able to handpick clients based on the value that they bring and when we are able to bring products to pharmacists and pharmacies that really show them as leaders in, in preventative healthcare, integrative medicine moving forward, and then just helping people knowing that it's, it's we're coming into cold season. I mean, we all know it. I mean, and this is the time to be a little bit more diligent. But it's also an education, letting them know this should become part of everyone's life to let them know how, like you said, how dirty our, our nose is, and people probably don't realize that. Yeah, and I think one of the things I've learned in this space, the retail space, is a lot of category managers look at seasons, like cold season, you mm -hmm. just mentioned that, allergy season, but as a physician, we see that year round. Mm -hmm. I don't think there is any longer an allergy season. I think it's year round. It depends on where you live, obviously. Yep. Um, but we, we are fighting all sorts of things that are airborne. I think that that includes germs, that includes allergens and toxins. And I think as we've talked about on this little podcast, uh, that's a year round thing. And I think we just got to keep our noses clean. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you so much. So if I'm listening to the show, I want to engage, I want to reach out, I want to get started. Where's the best place to go if I'm a, I'm a pharmacist or pharmacy operator owner? Nasalcleanse.com. Uh, Anta also is helping us on the distribution side, and we're working with quite a lot of partners here at the show, so we'll continue to have updates for you. Nasocleanz, N-A-S-O-C-L-E-N-Z.com. Correct. Nasocleanz. Very good. For nose nirvana. Nose nirvana. <laughs> Nasocleanz. I'm excited that you're part of this. Thank you so much once again for the support here at the NACDS Total Store Expo. We are headed to your booth right now. Awesome. Thank, Thank you, you very See you much. There. Hey, it wouldn't be a post show here on the Pharmacy Podcast Network if I didn't have Bill Holmes from RX Safe with us here in San Diego at the NACDS 2023 Total Store Expo. Bill, welcome to the show. Todd, it's always great to be a part of your amazing network and share our thoughts and observations about real-time events. Absolutely, and I appreciate you. Your organization's been a huge supporter of us. Uh, we like the innovation about RxSafe constantly there to help push pharmacy and pharmacists forward in their role in healthcare. And you have some innovation to share because you have some new technology that you're rolling out. So I want you to tell our listeners right out of the gate about that. Love to, Todd. Uh, it's been a very exciting show. And as you know, the NACDS show uh, is, is a giant show. It gives us an opportunity to see lots and lots of very important folks. And uh, so if you're not an exhibitor at this show, I encourage you to consider it because it's one of the best. And we do about 30 trade shows a year, as you know. 
Yeah, this year we, uh, we're showing a, a brand new tabletop counter, Think Icon, uh, except uh, it's uh, several advantages over the current technologies. In-store serviceable. Mm -hmm. It has pill verification. Okay. So if you have an accidental count, accidentally pick wrong bottle or wrong pill, it identifies that, stops the technician, and allows pharmacist review of images of the machine-verified tablets on the tray, in the vial, and the label on the vial from anywhere at home, a different store, central fill. Uh, super convenient and uh, technology is taken off like a rocket ship. This reminds me of the technology that you have embedded into your main system um, for adherence packaging. Is that where this derived from and came from? Exactly. Yeah, we have the Rapid Pack, which now is responsible for over a million pouches per day in the network of machines that Jeez. we've sold and installed. It's phenomenal. Uh, we then have its sister product, the Rapid Card, which does card filling with the same built-in vision verification algorithms. Took us years and millions to develop this technology. No current systems that were available in the market would meet the demanding requirements for pharmacy pill verification, variable light sources, and you know the day-to-day hustle-bustle of a pharmacy. Yep. So we took that technology that we developed at ArcSafe and uh, ported it over to an optical tabletop pill counter and so we have that inherent advantage for our customers that is cool so i want to talk about home care because it's such a hot topic and i'm wondering where does uh, chain micro chain and grocery store intersect home care in comparison to the strength of i think the home the future home care provider is going to be our independent community pharmacists However, we know that there are communities that desperately need these types of services from their chain stores and their micro-chain stores. So where do you see that intersection happening? Yeah, I think it comes to the focal point of the person, the, the individual that doesn't want to go into a facility, a nursing home, or some assisted living environment. They want to stay home, mm -hmm. uh, especially with COVID and the, what we learned about that environment. So how do you service medical at home patients? Uh, beautiful thing is you don't pay DIR fees. If you set it up correctly with a combo shop and dual licensure, I uh, would uh, direct your attention to uh, Duramed for more information yes. about that. But it doesn't matter what the pharmacy is or who's running it. The patient needs the same capabilities. So as long as you can identify that patient and deliver the medications to that patient in, a, in an adherence form, rather a filled bingo card or a, preferably a strip package, uh, the pharmacy can benefit from not having to pay DIR fees and servicing that patient. Patient benefits, obviously, because they don't have to leave the home. It's difficult for them to do, and uh, they'll get their medication on time. Excellent. All right, so we're headed to NCPA next, right? Exactly. In Orlando. <laughs> so we will definitely see you there. This is where we always meet up is these conferences. Bill, um, I love having your participation. I want to give a shout out to Matt Gilbert. He's usually um, my sidekick for RX Safe uh, interviews. But it's good to have the man uh, here with us now, uh, Bill Holmes, CEO of RX Safe. Uh, we appreciate you. Todd, we love participating and supporting your organization. You're the evangelist. <laughs> Someone has to spread the word. And with an industry like we have that's so disparate, people rarely get to talk to one another except at trade shows like this. Right. You're the glue that keeps it all together. We need you to keep doing that. Thank you. We will. Thank you, Bill. You bet. Every time I come to a national trade show, 
Um, we're here at NACDS. Um, I run into the team at Real Value RX. Jessica's here again. Um, it was so nice to run into you, and it's great to have you a part of the post show. Thank you, Todd. It's always a pleasure running into you. So you're always the highlight of my, my shows for sure. <laughs> Thank you. So we're at we're really in a fight. So I talked with Tom, um, your colleague, um, at the uh, Profit Summit Live uh, that ru that's run by Dr. Lisa Fast, all about the viability of community pharmacy. Yep. And I do. I feel like we're in a fight. So it, it's like we're supporting our communities by supporting our pharmacists to make them as profitable as possible That's right. and their inventory is the most expensive aspect of their business mm -hmm. talk to us about the mission of your organization and empowering community pharmacy and in chain pharmacy yeah absolutely so what we try to do is we try to remove ourselves from that rebate model first and foremost okay. right we just try to be very transparent in terms of our pricing so, you know, they have enough of that with their primaries. So we just really try to make um, their pricing structure as easy as possible. Um, we work on a direct net cost. So um, usually when they're comparing pricing with us, we really have the lowest um, in, in the industry in terms of all of their retail maintenance trucks. But then we also focus on a very nice niche of items that adjudicate favorably. And a lot of these drugs, Todd, they're, not only do they adjudicate favorably, but most importantly, they're usually better therapies for the patient. So it's a win-win for the patient, and then the pharmacy is able to bring on, even if it's just a handful of those items that they're able to convert, usually brings high profitability to their stores. So they're able to offset, you know, negative reimbursement issues that they come across, you know, with daily. Mm -hmm. um, and it's really a nice mix. So we really focus on both you know, giving you a good cost on generics, on your everyday drugs, and then also educating you and consulting you on a plethora of items that can really bring uh, fantastic uh, profit to your pharmacies. How has this blended into things like inventory management, um, my agreements with my wholesalers? It, you've described this to me before, but you do a better job at, at describing it for our listeners. It's it's almost seamless. It's almost invisible um, that your team is there uh, through contract and through buying. Is it integrated into their pharmacy management system from an upload perspective or a purchase perspective? You know, describe how you guys work from a tech technology perspective. Oh yeah, definitely. It's a great question. Um, we definitely integrate with their PMS. So, you know, we can, whatever EDI file they use, whatever EDI system, we can integrate into any ordering system that they're currently using. And we actually prefer that because that is actually a win-win for both sides. They're able to uncover and kind of shop around in that way, control their inventory, and then they're able to see how we fare out to others. So we get a nice carve-out of, of purchases through that, and then, of course, the pharmacy is also managing their inventory. But in terms of their primary contract obligations um, and their expectations, the items that we highlight that adjudicate favorably, that does not go against their primary uh, expectation, which is beautiful. So again, it's win-win it's on both sides. Um, but in terms of EDIs and, and, and PMS systems, um, we basically work with each single one and we can integrate anything. We basically acclimate to how the customer likes to order. Um, and that's pretty much it in, in, in a nutshell. So where do you see the differences between coming to a show like NACDS versus maybe a smaller show 
that's more intense around independent community pharmacy versus our micro chains or our grocery store pharmacies. Is there any like magic difference between the two in how a pharmacy would utilize a partnership with ValueRx? Yeah, so that's, that's, that's another great question. So um, in terms of the chains and how we can um, help service them, you know, especially in the last couple of years, there's been such an issue with short, shorted items in the market. The drug shortages, I've, I mean, I've been in this industry 20 years, I've never seen them this bad. So um, it's so important for chains nowadays to not just have one or two suppliers, it's good to have a relationship with other vendors, other secondaries. So what I'm uncovering is we've been getting a lot of traction and interest with chains that want to work with us because, quite frankly, they're having trouble sourcing a lot of drugs. And a lot of times when the primary is out of stock, or even in many cases their preferred secondary, you know, we have product available. So we've actually been having a lot of interest on those chains. Um, they're going to be onboarding with us pretty soon um, so that we can help them in that capacity. Um, it's really all about having those relationships. Now more than ever, it's very important that we all work together. Um, you know, certainly those bigger guys have, you know, their relationships, you know, with their primary contracts, and we never want to infringe upon that, but we can certainly help them fill in the gaps, um, and we do. RealValueRx.com is the website. Once again, RealValueRx.com. Jessica, thank you so much for being part of the post show. I don't know what show we're going to run it. Oh, NCPA probably, NCPA right? NCPA in October. That's <laughs> going to be in my backyard pretty much, Orlando. I love. That's my second home is Florida, so I can't wait to go down there and see my family. <laughs> yeah, we're in Florida. They're over in Vero Beach. Oh, Vero. I love Vero. So I never stay at a hotel when I go. I'll, I'll drive the extra hour and 10 minutes just to go see them every night. That's right. It's Paris. I know a paradise. <laughs> I know I'm biased, but it really is paradise. <laughs> it <down> is. <laughs> Thank you, Jessica. <laughs> Thank you for always having us. All right, so technology plays a big part in the pharmacy industry. That's where I started, was pharmacy management technology and software in our long-term care division. And I met a man named Steve Wubker a long, long time ago in uh, Ocoee, Florida, which I love going to Florida and. He was just, um, he's just a, a, an innovator and, and a pioneer. And when we, when we race ahead and know our history of pharmacy technology, we run into champions like Larry Stevenson with uh, Outcomes, which used to be TDS, um, Transactional yeah. Data Systems. Larry, welcome to the NACDS Total Store Expo show, uh, post show on the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Well, thanks for having us. So, Larry, tell me the story of how uh, TDS is now transformed into outcomes. I really liked what you said before we started recording, and it, and it brings a lot of legacy um, you know, to, to the market as well. Well, it, it does, and we're so proud of our roots and where we came from with the traditional PMS platforms and how we grew from that. But whenever we acquired outcomes this last year, really about a month ago, and started merging them into our organization, we took the name Outcomes because we felt it spoke more to what it is that we're driving, what it is that our 48,000 community pharmacies are out there performing every day. And the name Transaction Data Systems, it meant something to us, mm -hmm. but unfortunately the rest of the world, I think they thought, well, is that a credit card company? Is it a claim network? What is it? And the reality is we are about driving outcomes for your neighbors and your family in our community pharmacies. That makes sense. Um, 
pharmacy is at an inflection point. Um, the the need for transformation of our roles of our pharmacists to backfill what's going to be happening with primary care is a must. It's critical right now. So the systems that our pharmacists are relying on in, in order to empower them and keep them going is also critical. So talk to us about the mission to empower um, pharmacy in their communities. Oh my goodness. I think the big mission is that when you've got a big network of pharmacies, the pharmacies don't really have that relationship with the payer. And the payer, frankly, does want to leverage the skill and the quality of the pharmacy, but they don't have the reach down into that pharmacy. They've got a kind of a PBM that sits in the middle. Maybe there's a PSAO, but if you're a payer, you can't really reach each one of those pharmacies. That's where we come in. We do have that reach and that leverage. And certainly with our desktop application sitting in, again, about 48,000 community pharmacies, when we wrap that up and take it to a payer, we're not like just a group of big chains. When you wrap in our independent community pharmacies, we've got such deep geographic reach throughout the U.S. that we can give them a lift. And I think that there's been this whole principle when Part D first came out. You know, we really heard that there was going to be this carrot and stick approach. If you did great, there was this big juicy carrot you were going to catch. But the reality is, is the only thing that people have been catching is the stick year after year after year. And it didn't take us long to figure out that if you're a Part D payer in the fourth quarter of the year, your star rating actually matters more to you than that pharmacy star rating matters to you. So we started getting lift from these payers in terms of financial payments that they would make to our pharmacies when we could drive adherence and the star-related medications. And then it just sort of took off from there. So that vision culminated last year with us distributing about $20 million worth of clinical opportunities. Mm -hmm. The shocker is now that we've combined with uh, outcomes and become the new outcomes, it's more than six plus six equals 12. It's more like six plus six is now 36 because we're raising the bar this year to distribute over $300 million in clinical opportunities to these pharmacies. Our pharmacists are not pill counters. Mm -hmm. They are clinicians and we're enabling that in every way that we can. I think that with the advent of COVID-19, the doors were just absolutely kicked open for our people to be able to step forward and be recognized as providers. And we want to continue carrying that message on their behalf and being that gateway between payers and pharma to the people that make a difference. And the people that make a difference are the pharmacists on shift and the pharmacy owners that have invested to keep those pharmacies open and thriving. We're going to really take Thrive to the next level. Absolutely. So tell me about the differences in the strategies between serving our independent community pharmacies versus the micro chains or the regional chains that you're supporting. So I think a lot of it comes down to workflow technologies and being able to get in front of that bench pharmacist face what it is that they need to be addressing. Mm -hmm. It really becomes, it, it's interesting because when that technician logs in first thing in the morning to that eScript queue, they know what it is that they're locked into and working. Our vision and what we're delivering is that same experience for the pharmacist that, so that when they hit their queue of the morning, Yes, they're going to see what it is that they need to verify, but they're also going to see those top clinical opportunities as part of that integrated workflow so that we're helping them move the needle. And I think the chains have done a very good job of that, frankly, in their call centers and trying to prioritize it for some regional pharmacists. What we're doing is we're making it more 
uh, I guess, more strategic for the pharmacy owner that's out there running his own shop to be able to do that throughout the, uh, throughout the course of the day. Then you've got to take and leverage your technology a little bit smarter. And we do something that's completely proprietary uh, with our new IVR platform. So you're punching in your script number, getting ready to order that refill. Well, as we're checking the PMS to see is that script refillable, we're also making an exclusive hop over to outcomes mm -hmm. to say, hey, is there a, an opportunity out here for a clinical intervention? Yep. So we come right back on the line. We say, Todd, your prescription's gonna be ready at three o'clock this afternoon. But while we have you, our clinical pharmacist needs to speak with you. So press one to be connected to the pharmacist or press two to have us call you back. And if all we do is give you the lift during a month of 31 more clinical connections that you didn't have to chase and burn labor on, and that you were able to take advantage of that contact that you have with that patient, which is what the payers want, is your contact with yep. that patient. Oh my goodness, the value uh, that we're bringing to that pharmacy is significant. And I think that we're empowering the independent community pharmacy to be as effective as maybe some, some of the investments that the chain drug companies have made in call centers and some of the technologies that they have. Excellent, excellent. Larry Stevenson, Outcomes. Um, I'm excited to hear the news and the acquisition of outcomes and the forward thinking of you and your organization. I appreciate you being part of the POSHA. Oh, it was our great blessing. We appreciate what you're doing, carrying the message of community pharmacy across the U.S. to pharmacy owners, vendors that support them, and the other partners that make it all come together. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you.